Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet coming to you from a filthy storeroom hidden somewhere in Civic, the location of which we shall never reveal, shall we, Blake? No, but it's right next door to a very new popular Ban Mi establishment that we might be uh, trying out later. Oh, we do love Ban Mi's here at Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. You've got to have with chilli though, Pork. Oh, you've got it. You've got it. But look, so, look, there are some days, there are some days... Yeah, where the pork's a bit soft. ...where the pork's got a little bit of a gentle belly. A gentle belly pork, and the chilli sometimes can just take that off. You know, I love chilli as much as the next man, but you know... Getting on now, Blake. I'm getting on, and you know, you know, it plays t- with your angina. It really does. <laughs> it does. It plays with my angina. We are brought to you by the dubious support, very dubious support, may I add, of the Greenhouse, uh, the number one Raiders fan forum. Get online and get engaging. It's fantastic. And as well by our primary sponsors, Land Speed Records. Come in and get served fantastic records, clothes and CDs from people who absolutely adore the Raiders, just like you. We're also big, big. Hello out there to our biggest fans of the show, Matthew and Eddie. How are you doing, boys? And right now you can hear uh, records being flattened in the background, which is fantastic. The beeping just came in right on time, right on cue. It really did. And happy birthday to the day we're recording today to Jared Croker, our co-captain who's turning 29. It's one of those things where he's been perpetually so young for mm. so long. It's like, I can't believe he's still only 24. I can't believe he's still... Yeah. 29, okay. 29, you're getting on, son. Yeah, you're not getting on. What's going on there? you got some grey hairs there, J-Rad. Is that what's going on there? Um, now... We're going to mix it up a little bit this week, and um, there's been a few things that uh, have annoyed me this week. In fact, you might say, Blake, they have ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Do you know what grinds my gears? Uh, safe to guess what it is, but go ahead. The hysteria surrounding the Hudson Young Hasn't incident. It? It's, it's been, it has been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's been such a pile-on. Yeah, it really has. It was it was shocking from the moment that Brett Finch started it in the 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 live telecast of the match on Channel Nine, where he started. Was he on Nine or was he on Fox? Fox. Yeah, when he was on Fox, um, going off his brain about it, it's disgrace and needs to be. That out game there. wasn't on Channel Nine, wasn't it? No, no, they were they were just they were getting ready for the uh, the glamour fixture of Titans. Um, oh yeah, it was Titans v Dragons. It was a glamour <laughs> fixture too, may I add. But um, he was going off his freaking brain about the whole incident. And here's the thing, and people say, and I heard people say, and this really ground my gear, ex-Raiders player Brett Finch. Now, that is technically true. Would you say that was technically true, Blake? He did. He did play for the Raiders. He did play for the Raiders. Having said that, let's talk about, you know, where Brett Finch actually comes from. One, his father is Bob Finch. Now, do do you remember what Bob Finch did in 1998, uh, Blake? Not exactly. He's the bloke, along with Kevin Neal, who sacked Ricky Stewart, the current coach of the club, and Brad Clyde. Um, you know, at the same time as his son was coming through the Arendelle system, he, he sacked Ricky Stewart and Brad Clyde. Ricky Stewart happened to be the current coach. Then, as well, uh, he's the bloke who uh, made sure that, you know, Brett Finch came through, and he was a very good player, got a, got a contract at the Raiders. But then once he was sacked, Brett Finch left the club pretty much straight away at the first uh, moment he could and left the club and now then went off to play for a variety of clubs um, including, including the, the Roosters, Roosters under Ricky Stewart. And this season has come out on two occasions in the media and says how there's no love lost between the two. So it was no surprise whatsoever that the now storm old boy who still maintains the integrity of the 2009 premiership of which he was part and got stripped 
um, is now a, a storm old boy and strangely enough would be calling for vicious, vicious, vicious repercussions on Hudson Young. Now, can anyone say why there might be a bit of a conflict of interest in him going on with that? Grinds my gears, Blake. Yeah, but I mean, there's the rugby, rugby league is, is there's, there's feuds and there's, you know, there's intertwining storylines and... Calling Brett Finch uh, Raiders old boy is like calling Matt Orford an old boy, I reckon. It, it equates the same thing. It shouldn't be said. It shouldn't be said, nor, you know, it shouldn't be done. But the hysteria in general, people calling for 20 weeks in a season out. Yeah. That was just, that I was mean, but, it, but Ultimately, you know, you've got to, the people that make these calls, people like Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler. Brad Fittler, I know, is the uh, current successful State of Origin coach, but at times his grip on reality is uh, tenuous at best. Yeah, look, and he wouldn't claim himself to be the greatest intelligentsia in the game. And in fairness to Andrew Johns, he has espoused a hard line for these sort of incidents every time it's come up. So he was doing it with George Burgess. He was doing it with Josh Maguire. He, he's been consistent with these things. So I, I'm less irritated with Andrew Johns on those. And, and Brad Fittler basically wasn't quite as harsh as other ones. But there was a lot of hysteria coming out of it, and it was just ridiculous. What the the most, the most ridiculous one was the uh, the body, Rennie Matua oh, body bag. Wasn't it beautiful? Like, he'd, he'd be on the body. Thanks for your input, Rennie. Well, you know, from someone that's supposed to be an advocate for uh, you know, are you okay and yeah, anti-bullying yeah. and stuff, it was yeah, yeah, it was a bit of it was bit out there. Yeah, yeah, we're going to punch you to death. You know, it's great, fantastic, well done. Um, but um, that ground my gears, the whole Hudson Young hysteria. But the second thing that ground my gear was Hudson Young. What was he doing, Blake? Yeah. Come it's, on, it's, it, it, it's baffling. I mean, whether or not it's, it was, you know, absolutely not I gouge or not, I guess, is is, yeah. is, is, is up for debate. Is up for debate. It, was, it basically fell under the, the general description of rubbish on the face. Rubbish on the face. Which, which we should we should have just as a new charge. Rubbish on the face. It's rubbish on the face. It's and a broad, it, it, it covers facials, it covers, you know. And look, the thing is, you probably could have, and I think Nick Gabar would have probably got him off, had there only been one go of rubbish on the face. Well, the other it's problem when his hand goes back down the, again. The, the other problem was they actually got Pompey in there to to yeah. provide evidence. But when when the prosecution said to him at the end after Pompey gave his yeah. evidence, "Do you believe that everything that happens on the field should stay on the field?" Pompey went, "Uh, yes." Yeah. And that basically, from that point on, they went, "Okay, well, we'll just throw your evidence out completely." Yeah, you're, you're, because you're, you've you've sort of you've perjured yourself, or I don't know what the correct legal term is, but uh, you basically you basically invalidated yeah. your testimony, and yeah. that was the thing. You know, it's like you know. But yeah, good. Hudson, Hudson Young. I mean, it's what are you doing? Hudson? It was what are you doing when like? when it came up after you know Corey Horsburgh was getting strapped up for seemed like an eternity mm. at the ground, and they they had the footage on the big screen, and of course we couldn't hear the commentary, we couldn't hear, mm. um, we couldn't hear. Uh, of course, you were listening to the ABC radio commentary, weren't you? Like, no, you were. No, no. We couldn't. <laughs> we we could. I didn't have any sports ears on. I wasn't listening to anything. I was no. just at the ground. We couldn't hear Brett Finch going off with Braith and Astor, two of you know mm. two noted Ricky Stewart lovers. We couldn't, we couldn't hear what they had to say, um, and you could just see the look at, on Hudson's Young's face as he looked up at the big screen, and then it zoomed in on his face. And that no. was, it was one of the most awkward moments I've ever had at a football ground. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a good thing. But you know, straight after that incident too, they actually swapped Hutto from one side of the field to the other and brought Elliot across to Aiden Caesar because. They were targeting Aiden Caesar, but Aiden's really improved this year in defence in a big way. Um, but he does need a minder next to him yeah. still, and he usually has John Bateman. Which well, is- that's he could. The, of all the players that we rested and were admitted from the game, the one that was really obviously stood out as missing, and whose impact was really felt was was John Bateman. Yeah, and I- it was that defensive side, yeah. and yeah. whether it was some of it was some of it was with. Aiden was and and Hudson Young was the communication, maybe, and some of it was the actual just. 
just the mongrel and just the, the tackling ability that Bateman. Yeah, I thought as in. much as anything was the communication. Yeah. And on the two occasions that Aiden got in trouble, it wasn't his fault on either occasion. Yeah. And it wasn't. And his his defence has really improved out of sight this well, year. Well, actually, when you see those numerous close-ups of um, of Hudson Young's hand going near Pompey's face, and then, mm. then you pull back, you can see uh, Caesar's blowing up. Mm. He's mm. blowing up as he comes in late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so he should. So he should. But you know, it all, that whole thing ground my gears. Now we got a, a new listener of the week this week, don't we, Blake? We do. It's we, it's more of an international flavour. This Ooh. one. It's uh, it's a a guy that's um, he's actually from the states. Mm. John Sharkey the third on Twitter, and he's from Philadelphia. And he, oh, he's he, a truck driver. No, he's not a truck driver. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't think he's a truck driver. Anyway, he um, he's married an Australian girl. He's moved to Canberra. and He's embraced. He's embraced the Canberra Raiders oh, in a big right. way. So okay. shout out to him. He, he sent us a message the other week. He went up to the Cronulla game. He wasn't scared. He went up to the Cronulla game. And, Did he? Yeah. That, that's pretty much, if you, sharks. if you weren't at the Cronulla game, um, you can't be listening the week for, for the last three weeks. So that's that's pretty much the main prerequisite. And, that's right. Uh, that's, he's, that's correct. He's, they all have been. <laughs> he's also a musician. He's in a number of punk and hardcore bands. He's actually got, he's got an album available here. Is that right? Dark Blue's the band. And when I went and saw Kurt Vile um, a couple of months ago, mm. they knew he got, he's a friend of Kurt Vile's and Kurt Vile got him up on stage and performed with him. So shout out, John, keep on supporting the Raiders. And, Rock uh, yeah. on, John. Rock on. Yeah. Unbelievable. That That's fantastic. Um, right. So we've got some, uh, some good news. Ricky Stewart's re-signed till the end of 2023. It is, it is good news. I mean, a lot of people, including some, you know, hosts of this podcast at times have called into question whether, you know, he was the man to, to lead us forward long term. I don't recall myself ever calling that into question. In fact, I think I've given him full support and said last year that he was the man to lead us forward and he would take us to the promised land this year in a grand final win. You remember that bit? Well, we're still going to dig that up. I do remember it. Well, we're still going to dig it up for, for, the, for the it. listeners to hear. Definitely but, said it. Also, uh, Whitehead and Sutton. Like getting back to the Ricky Stewart, obviously, you know, it's a good thing he's re-signed. You know, if you look at a lot of the players, you know, that have come here to play under him, mm. the guys that are here yeah. do love him. It's and, his you know, list. Yeah, and you're more likely to get them to sign, commit long-term, mm. knowing that Ricky's still going to be here as the yeah. coach. Um, whether or not we needed to extend it another full three years, I'm not sure. I mean, you almost, with Ricky, you almost could have had like a, like a Nathan Brown situation, only a bit better version of, where it's just a rolling, as long as you want the job, it's yours type of thing. I don't know whether we really needed to say X amount of years, because not as though he would conceivably want to go somewhere else. And I don't think he's necessarily going to be poached hmm. by anyone else. Hmm. Well, I'm very pleased he signed to the end of that period. I'm a huge supporter, as you well know. And, um, yeah, no, I think it, it, it's excellent news. And um, once we do lift that Premiership Cup this year or and or next year, um, I expect back that to back. There, there'd be a very big move to have a rather large statue of Ricky Stewart alongside the one of Mel Meninga because, you know what, he came back. He came back. We'll just tear down the melt down the lorry one. <laughs> it's not that good anyway. Why just, would we melt down the lorry one? Lorry was the captain of the club. He was a good player. There's no need to take that down. There's no need. I mean, like I've, 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 there were times I've, I've called on Laurie, as as you have obviously this mm. year mm. in the past. Last year, you were quite fired up about Laurie. But there was a time when I wanted to pull down the the Laurie Daly statue, but I've I've softened. I've softened. Yeah, certain people in the club have explained to me that I will soften my stance on Laurie Daly, and so I have. Right. Okay, so that's the, that's the way that one goes. Um, uh, Jordan Rapinoff. When play. they say jump, you say how, how high. Yeah, and if they don't like it, I can change. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Rapinoff. Oh, now, now, here's the other thing, too. The other day, and it disturbed me a bit, we said one of the biggest 
piece of feedback we had about this podcast was there was no controversy, that we weren't hacking on people. Now, I thought long and hard about that, Blake. And you know what I thought? Who should I be hacking on this year? Who should I be hacking on and really having a go at this year? Come on, tell me. Who, who should I be like laying into? Well, you've already kicked Hudson Youngways down. So yeah, you know. I did. And I had a go at Joe Lelua the other day. And both were being idiots. And I'll stand by those things. I love them both, but they both were idiots. And I'm mad who else, about who that. Else, who else is an appropriate whipping boy? I don't know. Um, you tell me. Dunham Slewie, he seems to be he seems to be the, the one that everyone's blaming for the loss against the Warriors. You can really? kick him down. Well, it's what I've read online. But Dunamis um, has been fantastic yeah. all season. He has punched yeah. miles above his weight and he no way. He didn't have he did probably didn't have the best game yeah. against yeah, the Warriors, but, but you know, he been, wasn't alone. He's been great all season. Great all season. No, won't be hacking on him. Who else? Who else should I be having a go at? You know, this season, who should I have been... I don't know. You tell me. Well, no, you said there's no controversy that I'm not happy well, on people I mean, this and is, I'm a corporate this is, mouthpiece. This is one of the things. When things are going well, everyone's happy, you know. And, right. So yeah. then the fact there's no controversy means that perhaps I'm being we're being measured about these things as opposed to just slagging off people for the hell of it. All right. So, you know. Get stuck into Ben Iken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. Hi, Alan Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Rapping her off to Japanese rugby? Well, I mean, it's a possibility. It whether is. whether or not it's you know it's negotiation tactic, which these things, Japanese rugby, French rugby, whatever else, mm. going to sign for the Canberra Raiders. His management can't use that one, so mm. you know you've got to throw in French rugby or mm. or French rugby. You've got, or, to, got to throw or, that in, or or Japanese rugby. Yeah. But I mean, I'd like him to stay. I'd like him to stay too. I mean, as I've said numerous times before, anyone who doesn't think that he's the greatest ever winger to play for the Canberra Raiders is an idiot. Mm. Mm. Is an idiot, and don't try and tell me it's Noah Andruku or Leslie Vanacolo. Or for one thing, Noah Andruku, you know, did things off the field that really. Should never be forgotten. I, was I espousing Noah Andrew? Can I never was be not. Forgiven. He was a great player, but yeah, his actions were pretty piss poor. Yeah, Leslie Van Collar um, wasn't here long enough. No, and Chicka Ferguson, I love and adore. The role of the winger has evolved so it much. Has, time it has. It has. But in the history of this club, Chicka Ferguson is the greatest winger to have played. He just is. Saint Chicka, Lord Chicka, our Chicka, no, who art in Queenbian, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> he's not in Queenbian anymore. Well, he's, he was. He's, he's like he's a roving Mormon missionary or something now. Oh, he's, he's, I love him, and I always will love him. He's absolutely wonderful. So you know, I, I agree. I love Rapana, and he's definitely up there for one of our best ever wingers. Well, basically, we want him to stay. Whether or not um, a move to Japanese rugby may be in his best interest, that's a possibility. Mm, that's a possibility. I'd like be devastated to see him go. I'd be heartbroken. Yeah, but. In terms of his career, he's I think he's thirty he's now, 30, yep. and he's played the game at a million miles an hour since he's come back yep. to the NRL. I mean, yeah. so much so. Remember when his his first games back, he completely depressed his skull, and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. could have died. Apparently, yeah. got another blow in the field. Now he's got a steel plate in his head, and he does. whenever he shaves his head, he's got that, his head because the things yeah, he doesn't said. He's got that massive sort of zipper. Um, he does. He does. Scar, still a good so, looking man, though. No, I'd, I'd like to see him sign for a couple more years, but yeah. at the same time, if he could get a five year deal in Japan on, you know, and earn a couple million bucks, well, oh, yeah. you know, he'd be yeah, mad. Yeah. Not to but I want him to stay. The Warriors lost, Blake. It was crap. Yeah, it was disappointing. It was I mean, it was, it was, it was a grim day when we got there. You know, Glenn Buttress was blowing the Viking horn. I thought, mm. is this what it's come to? <laughs> <laughs> nice, Blake. Glenn I, I mean, he's fa- fantastic, but you know, he wouldn't have got a start at. at, at 
at hooker. He played his guts out when he was at the Raiders, and I had no ba- nothing was, bad to say. There was a him. season where he was one of our better players. It was probably the same season where Josh McCrane and Sam Williams looked pretty good too. What, what year was that? Twenty ten. Oh, I reckon two thousand and nine. He was actually playing some pretty good football. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't have interest. got a start at hooker at many other clubs in the NRL. Ah, uh, look, we've had challenges to that list. He's a good bloke, and he tried his guts out. Yeah. So, you know, blow the horn. Blow the horn, son. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. But I'm saying it's, it was kind of... And then we didn't have the defence force mm. banging the drum. We, no. we had Simon Toyin, who's... Which was great. A legendary Canberra fan. Nothing against the bloke at all. No, no, no. no. The tempo was probably a little bit slow. A little bit slow. A little start. bit slow, yeah. Sim. I think Next time, Sim. Kick it off a bit earlier. Kick it off a bit earlier, yeah. Get, get into it. I know you were down there. It was your moment to shine. Laughing up, you laughing did. up. <laughs> you looked great. But the, uh, the the match, it was grim. It was it was a bit grim there. Um, it was a cold and miserable day. It was. I had The my... fans did actually get into the game oh, at the back end, end, but at the start, I was like, this just, it just felt flat. It did. It felt very flat. I think, yeah, I think and, you're absolutely and, right. And, and coming against the Warriors team, like the Warriors with nothing to lose. Yeah. Is the worst Warriors. Totally. Well, if they've got a lot on the line and they play nervously, yeah, um, you know. Crap. The, but that was good. They can be their own worst enemy. But when they've got nothing to lose, mm. they'll throw the ball around, oh, 18 passes, score a try like you've never seen. Yeah, that's right. And I think you, you would note that RTS demonstrated just why he's, you know, the the current Dally M. Well, it's, I, when when um, we were walking out of the game, uh, my brother Byron said, I'm pretty sure RTS just wrapped up the Dally M then. Because he's guaranteed he's certainly getting three points out of he's that one. He's getting three points for that match. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. I do want to point out, though, and the, the 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 try where the ball went from one side of the field to the other, back to the other before RTS actually scored. The play of the ball that led to that one was Isaac Luke. He pushed the two markers away and walked two metres forward oh, yeah. of the mark, wasn't called back for it, wasn't made to play it, and took both markers out of the play, which allowed that movement to get going. Really should have been called back. Bad bad there, Matt Checkin. Bad there. Didn't like that. Um, also, we lost uh, Oldfield. Shout out to Oldfield. He has got... When you, you probably don't notice as much um, on TV, but when you're at the ground... He's got some serious pace. He burnt yes. down that sideline. He did. He did. And the other thing was, when Simonson was down there and he saw RTS, he balked. RTS was coming across and he balked. Oldfield saw him coming and just increased his speed and went, I'm going to score the try and got there. Unfortunately, did his bloody rotator cuff. Yeah. So that's the last we'll see of him this season. Um, but that was a really great effort. And I was, you know, he's been a really good get for the club. I'm really disappointed that he's injured because just to have him there in the wings to come in in any of those situations, you know he's not going to let you down. He does a really good job and he's a very popular young man amongst the playing yeah, group Yeah, he, well. he does seem to be enjoying his time here. Um, the other one is Bailey Simonson looked good. I mean, apart from there was there was one, you know, the one where Blake Green, Blake Green went through. through. He made the wrong, he made the wrong call. Yeah, that happens, you know. That but apart happens. from that, he's he's a talent. That oh, he really is, and I'm I'm glad he's gone there. Now we we've got the storm going. We've got the storm coming up. Uh, now a big big thing. Uh, the greenhouse has a meet out meet up on Saturday from eleven to five at the Richmond Club Hotel on Swan Street. You should get down there with all the other green. Yeah, I went I went to the semi against the storm. Mm. Um, in 2016, and and went and met up with a lot of people at, on Rich at Richmond uh, mm. Richmond Hotel. That was a fantastic time. Yeah, well, there was a bit of a pub crawl around there. It's, it's a great place to go see a game because yeah, it's so much atmosphere. You're yeah, on the yeah. street, and then afterwards, you know, you can just stroll straight out. There's pubs and kebab yeah. joints and oh, the and the, and the places outside the MCG that do the um the hot donuts. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious me! No wonder I get fat when I'm down in Melbourne. But get along to that green green eyed from the greenhouses. Uh, has yeah, I'm not going to be attending this game. It's going to be the first semi final Raiders semi final I will have not attended in the flesh uh, since well the 
the first one of this streak was 2006 mm. against the Bulldogs. I haven't missed one since then. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I'm going to miss it, unfortunately. My, but... my pass is activated to get me into the ground, but unless I run into a whole heap of money all of a sudden, I won't be there. But I'll, I'll be there in spirit for you, boys. Hope you're there. What chance do you give us, Blake? There's always a chance. I mean, you know. Well, that's I'm the, not, cha- that's I'm the not... chance I heard. Now, here, here's a really horrible stat for you. Do you know the last time the Melbourne Storm lost at home to the same opposition twice in a row? Ten years ago, I don't know. It was actually us. It was actually us in twelve thirteen. Oh, really? But apart well, it's from not that, that long. <laughs> apart from that, they haven't done it. It hasn't happened. Apart from that, and that was a complete outlier on their thing. They don't lose two matches in a row to the same people, and they 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 don't lose two matches in a row at home. So we're up against a bit of he- a bit of you know a bit of a mock there. But you know what? If there's a side that can do it, it's our boys. They're not scared. They're not going to show the storm any respect. You know, and that's that's the thing. The Storm really sort of demand of sides. They demand respect, and I think, thank to Johnny Bateman, um, there's going to be no respect out there. They're 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 going to be there. It's going to be absolutely wonderful to see that. Um, on the bench, we've got Simonson instead of Havili. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, last time that they picked Simonson on the bench, I was like, I was it was a bit of a head scratcher, but mm. it seemed to go okay. So mm. I don't know. It seems to be always there's one player that forward on the bench that Ricky barely uses anyway. Well, I, I think the pack's full strength. Soliola, Hodgson, Papali, uh, Whitehead, Bateman, Tarpanay, which is great. I and mean, that, that's the thing about the Hudson Young suspension. Mm. He wouldn't have played. I don't think he would. He would have played, anyway. played the bench. He would have played the bench. He would, no, he would have played the bench. Maybe. Then Caesar, White, and Leilua, Croker, Kotrick, Rapana, uh, Rapana, and Nicole Klockstad. That's full strength backline, and that's pretty much a full strength pack. Then the bench is Simonson, Louis, Horsburgh, and Sutton. That, I think, actually, the only question for me is whether Havili should be in there instead of Simonson. Um, but I'm pretty confident Rick knows exactly what he's doing in that and has identified Simonson as a real danger man for um, for the Storm. My only problem here is if we actually lost a forward, we got less coverage there. But, you know, there, there's a fair bit of coverage. But, I mean... But- Papali's been playing big minutes. Oh, he has. Yeah, he has. So that's that's one of the factors why... Before he scored that try, that for five minutes before that, they've been trying to get him off to put Havili on, and he told them that he wouldn't go. I heard <laughs> Brett White come back and says, he's told me he's not coming off. And then seconds out, and Ricky was shaking his head, and seconds after that, he went through and scored that fantastic yeah, try. And they awesome. were like, all right then. That but I reckon awesome. he, he, he ran down his batches a bit much because of the back end of the match. He just didn't have as much as he does. And this week, we've got against a pack, Asafa Solomona, Smith, Bromwich, Bromwich, Kafusi, and Finucane. That that's the benchmark pack in the in the game. I know, and the one I fear is Asafa Solomona. He is an absolute beast. He's in he's... the first go in his first twenty minutes. Absolutely, his first twenty twenty five, whatever he does. He's, he's been scoring face. a few tries lately as well. In his second stance, he's not as good, but his first one is brilliant. His second one, that's when he becomes more of a liability. I think he's always been seen as a bench player, and he would be if Christian Welch hadn't got injured. That's a bigger injury than most people think. He's not exactly a liability, it's just not the strength. Because, you know, on the bench, this is the only real weakness you can point out. Because you've got Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster in the halves. I think they're both good players. Hughes isn't necessarily the best defender, but his attack is good. Uh, Justin Olam's defence is fantastic. It's everything that Bellamy wants out of the storm. And his attack is getting better. Will Chambers' defence isn't as good as he'd like, but his attack is great. Vunavalo and Adokar are both brilliant wingers. I don't think you can fault them. And Pappenheisen has been a revelation at fullback. Yeah. So, But then on the bench, you've got um, Brandon Smith, 
who I've got huge raps on. No, he's, he's good. He's a talent. Um, Kami Kamika, who's hard as nails and will run through a brick wall for you. Um, then you've got Max King, who I've really liked. I, I thought he was pretty good um, when he was at the Titans, but he has not disappointed me at all down there. And then you've got Stimson as well, Joe Stimson on the bench. Um, I think it's great. You, you will note on the extended bench, Curtis Scott is... Uh, is makes Here we go, there. the extended bench again. Well, you've got you to talk about the extended bench. There it Why? is. Oh, I like Who's it. on our extended bench? Is Williams, Hudson Young still Gula, on our extended bench? Yes, he is. Uh, Williams, Gula, Havili and Young. I think there'll be dispensation to move Hudson Young off the bench, off the extended bench for someone else because of the suspension. Yes. So that'll be there. But look, they've got a brilliant pack. I, I, I think, I think we're a chance. But having said that... The last time we beat them, apart from that time, I think we go back. have to go back to 2013. And my God, there's been some hammerings in between there. Okay, so yeah, it's 2016, round 23, the Monday night match at, uh, in 2016. And then, you know, that's an outlier. Then before that, you have to go back to 2014. And then, of course, in 2013 was our record ever loss of 68-4. Um, and Cameron Smith, he doesn't like us very much. No. He doesn't like us very much at all. It's funny because we don't like him at all. It is a coincidence, isn't it? And there's a great article by uh, Mark Robinson, uh, yet another one of the journalists online who had blocked me because I had the temerity to ask him if he was actually going to you know, report on all something instead of just one club that I actually happen to support. I mean, he blocked me. Um, but uh, Mark Robinson came out and said, oh, I can't understand why all these Northerners dislike Cameron Smith. And I'm like, that's probably because you don't watch the match and understand the history of it. And yeah. this is the thing. Look, Cameron Smith is a great player. I believe fully he will be an immortal because he has been, he's strode the last 15 seasons as the behemoth, the best player in the last 15 seasons, without doubt. Like, you know, and in most of those seasons, he's been in the top five players, but he's been the yeah. best player within those things. The issue is this when I first started watching tennis, there was a guy called Bjorn Borg who won everything, and it got boring. I didn't like it. And it didn't matter there was a brat by the name of John McEnroe who came up and beat it. Eventually, you want to see someone lose. So that's one thing. But secondly, when you pay for as long as Cam Smith has, over 400 matches, you're going to have had things happen where people have noted that maybe your excrement smells a bit more than you've been trying to pass off. And he's now paid over 400 games. And there's lots of examples of him grappling, of him putting people's heads in vice, attacking injuries off the ball, you know, of signing two contracts, where people think to yourself, you know what, pal? Stop trying to pass yourself off as holier than thou. Be like Gal and just acknowledge what you are. But he still tries to pass himself off at things. Yeah, you he, know? Still, he still came out this week and sort of said that, yeah... The Simon thing, there was nothing in it, and this, that. I had his shirt and stuff. Yeah. Like, it looked to me like you were squeezing his head like a walnut and a vice. Uh, but, you know, whatever. You know, you were there, I wasn't. I just had, you know, eight high-definition def- cameras capturing the thing. So what the hell would I know? But you know what? He is a fantastic player. He's a legend of the game. I'd certainly back him being an immortal. But the idea that they can try and pass him off as, you know, some cleaner, holier-than-thou person is laughable. Um, just, I don't think we should do it. Uh, Blake on the burst. Yes, few things this week um most of it was related to the um the hudson young hysteria Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um something we didn't touch upon was the amount of canberra fans who were saying they were going to um tear up their memberships and stuff if he wasn't sacked immediately overreaction guys overreaction yeah yeah. i mean he's still only 21 he's you know put down your torches and pitchforks boys he's he's done a very he's done a very stupid thing obviously Mm. he's Mm. done a very stupid thing twice twice um Mm. but hopefully they'll learn from it and you know and look who amongst us when we were 21 wasn't a complete idiot yes and it's it's one of those things where he's looking up at the camera and he's obviously in distress Mm. and i I just fall for the bloke because yeah at that age and and after that age 
there are a number of things I did in my life where I thought, I mm. really wish I could take that moment back. Oh, yeah. And I really wish I hadn't done it. And as Ricky Stewart said, you know, you got to feel sorry for his, you know, his family and everyone else. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I do too. And when you met me when I was 21. What were your views of me as a 21-year-old bloke? Skinnier? Oh, a lot skinnier, <laughs> that's for sure. Bit of an arsehole, I believe you said. And I think that's no, accurate. I didn't say that. You said that yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. Probably still am. Um, uh, second thing, Blake on the bus. This yeah. is this is bordering on the, um, the 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 level of pettiness that sometimes you stoop to. Mm. Sort of the mm. sort of Nuremberg's Gore, mm. New Zealand Post gripes, but. The security checks going into Canberra Stadium oh, yes. when you're running late to the game and you get shook oh. down for a metal detector test really oh. annoys me because if there is some sort of genuine concern about mm. security and people mm. bringing weapons, etc. into Canberra Stadium, surely you need to do it to everyone. Otherwise, it's pointless. Mm. Like, if there is some genuine I- intelligence threat that we need to... But to stop me when I'm running late trying to charge into the game and make me turn out my pockets, it's really annoying. Because, you do yeah, pretty shady. Well, you know... I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. But yeah, if if it's a genuine thing, otherwise it's just sort of a, a, a pitiful token effort, so that you know the powers that be can say in the ACT government can say, well, you know, we have increased security at Canberra Stadium. Mm-hmm. So you you really did get it on that petty bandwagon. With yeah, that one, exactly. Didn't you? you did. You did. You did. Um, so now the segment is who's got a lift? <laughs> who's got a lift? And this week it's Joey Lailua has to lift. He yeah, does. Joey, you've been out for two weeks. You always cause the storm a lot of issues. Um, I want you to come back and cause them some more this week. I want you to lift. I want you to lift and I want you to In a controlled way. In a controlled, smart way, but in the sort of way that will really annoy the storm and the purple people. Because Well the thing that the 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 thing that the storm doesn't like Mm. is unpredictable play. Oh, they don't like it at all. That's what they don't like. They like you just throwing shapes and block plays and predictable play. Yeah, yeah. And and it's the X factor of the John Batemans and the yeah. Joey Lee Lewis and stuff. I don't like that's that. that can that's what can really yeah, break down them. their very structured defence. Yeah, it does. And, it's and the crazy offloads. It's that sort of stuff. So yeah, that that's where it breaks down. You also need to defend them like hell because they run superb lines and shapes themselves. I mean, they really that that stuff yeah. is fantastic. But you know, Joey, you, you you've got to lift in that because if there's one thing, and going back to grind my gears, if there's one thing that really grinds my gears. It's the Melbourne Storm supporters. Because yeah. most of them don't even understand the game. No. And the purple glasses are so, so dark purple that they can't see anything else apart from the righteousness of the purple. And it's sort of, uh, you know, you've had a lot of success, boys and girls. You really have. You really have. And a long tradition of failure is going to come at some stage. And there's going to be a lot of us who aren't going to be upset when that happens to you. Speaking of which, if there's any Canberra Raider supporter heading down to the game, you can somehow find a way to, to grab that uh, cowbell, cowbell and put a sock in it. <laughs> put a sock in that cowbell. Or alternatively, <laughs> if everyone takes their own cowbell. Because you know this thing about that? Imagine if there was a cowbell going off from every Raider okay. supporter that was at that ground simultaneously at any given point where something good happened for us. So the purple people could actually understand just how annoying the cowbell was. <laughs> because if they're not stopping one cowbell... Well, how can they stop, you know, another 2,000 cowbells? So everyone getting down to the game, go get yourself a cowbell. and More cowbell. A, more cowbell. <laughs> I've got the need. I feel the need. I've got a fever. I've got a fever. The only prescription. More cowbell. Okay, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. What are they? We're playing the Storm down in Melbourne. We're in the finals. Exactly. And whatever happens, 
We've got a home final coming up in Canberra. We do, we do, um, and that'll be a wonderful thing. But we're playing the Storm, we've got an opportunity to win it. And if we win this match, we're into the prelim, and that will be in Canberra, which is magnificent. We can yeah, fill the incredible. place. And that'll be fantastic. So the reason to be cheerful is not only we win this match, but here's the thing. We've lost a few matches this year, but not as many on the road. Our record on the road is nine wins, three losses. It's it's a total reverse this year, and our record yeah, at home it, six it, and five it is pretty crappy. And the Storm has only lost four matches, but three of them have been at home. So their yeah. record is nine and three at home. Our record is nine and three on the road. Our four and against on the road is almost identical to their four and against at home. And there, there's a chance. There's a there's a reason to be cheerful. There we're at full strength. Um, Stewart resigned. Looks like Elliot Whitehead will resign. Um, yes, it's announced today. And and, and, Ryan, and Ryan Sutton resigned. Both I mean, till twenty twenty two. These are all great reasons to be cheerful. Uh, fake spring has restarted, so you know there's a bit of hope and, and optimism in the air, and uh, you know it's just a good time to be alive. So you know, it, you know these are reasons to be cheerful, Blake. Reasons to be cheerful. Very good. Anyway, uh, you have been listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we will rant at you soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.